brick and mortar retail is not dying. It's not that physical retail is going to end. Even if you look at some interesting news that came out today or yesterday, Amazon is launching uh, for this Amazon Go stores. They're launching a payment platform where you can just wave or, or use your palm and kind of check out and leave. So I think it's how you experience offline retail is changing. But as people, we would still love to see products, try, test, smell, look at product before we buy. Hello listeners, I'm your host Diyad Matar and I'd like to welcome you all to the Wirelessly Yours podcast where I talk about everything tech, business and design. On each episode, I will take you through how cutting-edge technologies, emerging business models and the latest design trends are transforming our world and shaping the future. You will also get to hear from my guests about their opinions on global developments and the opportunities they create as well as their impact on society. Stay tuned for more. Wirelessly Yours. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. In this episode of Wirelessly Yours, I have the pleasure of hosting a good friend, colleague, and partner, the most awesome Ramit Harisingani, General Manager of the Middle East Africa region at Beta, who is joining us today from Dubai Mall. I hope you're having a good day, Ramit. Uh, we'll talk today about the retail and consumer electronics. Both terms are very exciting for me as a gadget freak and seeker of beautiful retail experiences. And my guest today has been immersed in both fields for the past, how long has it been, Ramit? More than a decade, maybe, right? More than a decade, my friend, more than a decade. Welcome on board. And let's talk a little bit about uh, uh, about you, Ramit, what you do, your background, and, and more interesting, your, your, your visual and physical background right now, as you call us from, uh, from Dubai Mall on this beautiful October 1st. Absolutely. Firstly, it's great to see you, Ziad. I love the hats. You keep on innovating on the hats. That's, I think, so kudos. Uh, yeah, you, and, and you're right. It's a lovely lovely morning in Dubai. I'm in lovely Dubai Mall. Uh, it's a live environment, as you can see. I'm sitting in Joe's cafe having a coffee. Um, it's great to great to have a chat with you, and it's a pleasure being on Wireless CEO's podcast. Uh, and, so and it is you, International you, Coffee Day as well, so cheers oh, to that. Oh, there you go. Cheers yeah. to that. Brilliant. We love our coffees, don't we? Uh, so, yeah. And you, I mean, that's a pretty, pretty impressive uh, introduction, what you've done. And what I can do is maybe tell a little, tell the, your listeners a little bit more about Beta and a little bit about myself. So, like you mentioned, I'm the general manager for Beta. It's a retail as a service software company uh, created to fix an old problem of brick and mortar retail. Uh, and our mission is to make retail accessible for all. Uh, we have uh, when we have, you know, when we work with partners, you make it very easy for them and give them direct access to physical retail, and customers in turn have a super unbiased access to what, to see what the world is creating. And I will talk a little bit more about the retail experience of the store, which is right behind me. And uh, like you rightly said, pointing out where I am, uh, apart from the coffee shop, I'm in the brilliantly, brilliantly situated location where on my left is Apple Store in the Mall, the flagship location, and on my right far right is Louis Vuitton. And at my back, I'll just tilt my screen for a second, is a big B okay. logo of Beta. So that's uh, that's my store. And almost physically and literally, it's a culmination and a combination of, of the best of tech and the best of luxury and the best of retail. And yeah, and I and, and you already mentioned that before Beta, I was I was working with HTC, another gadget company, making the world's best smartphones. And then uh, getting into virtual reality. So it's safe to say that my last decade or so has been, uh, I mean, has been, you know, around playing around with gadgets and, and that's a great place to be. 
Definitely. And it was a very good, interesting, uh, you know, start. Uh, we met actually around the same time when you joined HTC and I started with, with Qualcomm, which was my first uh, journey into the business of consumer electronics. And uh, really, arguably, uh, even before Apple uh, launched iPhone, which, by the way, the next one is coming in, in, in a couple of weeks now. On uh, I, Hopefully on the 12th of October, we'll find out what the iPhone 12 brings and uh, if it has a, a 5G or not. And, uh, you know, what are the nice features that brings it. But going back, in fact, to, to 2008, um, HTC was probably one of the first smartphone makers at the time. You had a very strong alliance with uh, Microsoft. On, on Windows Mobile, it, which was for a while also even called Windows, Windows CE for consumer electronics. And then after that, we I remember we worked a lot when Android launched because and Google and Android launched the first devices on HTC. It was the HTC Dream and HTC Magic. Uh, so you've right. had this whole you know smartphone journey uh, along the way, and and you've seen the impact that it does uh, you know on the lives of people. But as you said also, you are in, in, in Dubai Mall right now, and around you are two huge innovators in, in the world of retail, not only smartphones. So, and much more, of course, in Dubai Mall, there are you know, hundreds and thousands of uh, innovative uh, stores. But Apple, we know, uh, hired the, the head of Burberry, the CEO of Burberry, uh, to, to lead you know, their retail experiences. Uh, and, and Beta for the benefit of our listeners, is actually a very interesting uh, concept coming from Silicon Valley. But And as we see it in, in Dubai today and hopefully in the rest of the region, it's actually a, a joint effort by, by Shalhoub Group and, and Beta, correct? So maybe you tell us a little Absolutely. bit more. Shalhoub is known more for the fashion side. So I'm seeing this interesting convergence now happening. So maybe you can tell us more about that. Yeah, I'll touch upon a few things you mentioned. I mean, starting with evolution. And I think both of us have seen this evolution of not just smartphones. Smartphone is when you make it an object, you make it a gadget. But I think we've seen the evolution of consumer experience, if you if you look at it. Or consumers, how they interact in terms of shopping, in terms of social networking. It's changed, pretty much changed their lives. I mean, if anybody asked us early 2000s, we're going to be stuck for a gad with a gadget for the rest of our lives. We wouldn't believe it, right? And and here we are. But, uh, now it's gone to another level where we we, are, we have multiple gadgets in the ecosystem. So and coming and com coming a bit more on the retail side, uh, you, you you rightly mentioned uh, we we are from the Silicon Valley. Um, we launched the stores in uh, 2015, and Dubai Mall, uh, the store that you see at the back, was the first store after US that opened internationally, and it was in partnership with Chaloub Group. So. Uh, what I had is a joint venture between Beta and Shalhoub Group. And I think, in my opinion, this is the perfect combination that you can have in retail. The Beta brings in the retail as a service software platform that hosts all these different brands that are working with us. And Shalhoub brings in, of course, decades of luxury experience. Um, you mentioned fashion. Yes, they have fashion. There is beauty. Uh, they have joint venture, par joint venture partners like Louis Vuitton. Uh, then you have Farfetch, Sephora. Um, their own brands like Tanagra, Christopher, uh, Triano. So there's so much to learn. There's so much to establish, you know, uh, with, with Shalhoub in the region. And, and bringing in the whole beta experience is not only touching, let's say, the footprint of, oh, we have uh, great gadgets in the store, but um, 
we also have luxury brands in, in the store in, behind me. So we have Christoffel being showcased there. And that's one of the unique things about a retail experience where I think wherever you uh, go today, at least, and, and I, I don't want to generalize, but let's say most of electronic retailers that you see, which are wholesale-based retailers, you see everything curated where you'll see one section which has televisions and then you have one section which wow. has all these white goods and you know one has such smartphones. And if you are a consumer, you're literally walking in there, going to the section, what you want to purchase, uh, you might have a look around a little bit, buy what you want and leave. Whereas in the beta store, it is set up for discovery. You will see a, a crazy motion reality platform that we are launching today, by the way. And, 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 and you know, we, we'll talk about that maybe in, in a second. Uh, we yes. have that. At the same time, we have a startup from the region that creates these beautiful luxury, uh, let's say, leather goods, uh, bags and wallets and different accessories. At the same time, you have Christoffel, we have Dyson, we have Samsung. So you have all the best of names. At the same time, you have startups and it is right next to each other, which means you can go from beauty to tech and tech to something else altogether. And you might discover new products along the way because we believe uh, there's not one type of consumer. You can, you can I, I as a person, I love gadgets and that's me. But I could be super interested in a bag that I might find along the journey. You know? So uh, this is that's why this is the best place to be uh, as a combination of Shalom and Beta. And, and and what brings? I mean, what's the special um, uh, source and uh, at Beta that brings all these brands and products together? What is it that's different? And and you know, if you explain a little bit more the idea of retail as a service uh, that you mentioned in the beginning to our listeners and viewers. Absolutely. I can. I, it's absolutely safe to say this is one of the highest tech stores in the world. Uh, the store is equipped with some really sophisticated cameras that gives uh, the brands that we are working with more information about their offline experience. So now I think I think we all know it. Uh, when you invest marketing dollars on a campaign online, you get all these different metrics like you know impressions, conversion, discoveries, all of that. What we are bringing is a similar kind of analytics offline. So the store is equipped with cameras that gives the brands information around offline impressions. How many people have passed their product? How many people have spent more than five seconds on it? What are the demos like? Pretty much right from the beginning of the journey where uh, a consumer looks at your product till the time they convert and buy the product, everything is, everything is transmitted back to the brand real time. Apart from that, we also get information around uh, logistics and inventory and sales, all the basic information. So I could be a brand sitting in the Silicon Valley, want to launch a product in Middle East, which I may not have a lot of idea about. I can launch with beta and get all the, inf all, all the information via a very sophisticated platform and uh, pretty much understand and not just sales information, but get feedback on my product. But the most special ingredient, and I have to say this, apart from the tech, is the people. Who make this happen. I think we have some of the most creative uh, people working in beta, not just the designers and the guys who build the software, but even the store team, whom we call beta testers. They're the coolest bunch of people because um, they are well-trained on every single brand, every single product that you see in the store. Uh, we don't have any boxes lying around. We don't have any paper. Everything is dig digital. Everything is, in today's world, socially distant. We were socially distant even before COVID happened. Uh, and, and everything is very nicely laid out uh, from a consumer experience standpoint. We will come to that. And in fact, this is what I wanted to, to ask you right now. Like, in, in my understanding, then, uh, you know, very simplified understanding, uh, for, an, for a consumer, uh, for a shopper, it's a beautiful retail experience. It's done by the best, uh, you know. 
and uh, and you know it's clean, it's neat, and also it's very uh, very it provides variety. You know, it's not only one one uh, one sector or one segment uh, of of the product portfolio. From the brand perspective, what you are really offering, uh, if I simplify it, is the the analytics and the information that a brand could usually only get from an e-commerce online experience, you are able to provide them very similar uh, analytics and, and information in a physical location. Is that correct? And then we talked about your staff being a big, big element of that and, uh, and training. Uh, so tell me a little bit about the training and um, how do you keep up with that? Because uh, I assume that, as you mentioned, you have a leather goods company, you have Christophe, which is in the silverware, you have Dyson, which is vacuum cleaners and, and other white goods. And at the same time, you have Samsung and, and that uh, crazy machine that you're launching today for, uh, for gamers. So uh, what kind of staff do you, do, you, do you hire and how do you keep them up to date in this case? Uh, these are some very good questions. And, and I think um, if, you, if you allow me, I'll, I'll answer them in a couple of parts. And in, while doing so, I'll address one of the things that uh, almost like you say, you know, elephant in the room is is uh, what's happening with retail, you know, especially now with physical retail, with COVID and all of that. And it's, all of this is linked. That's why I'm taking Elephant this approach. in the Zoom in this case. Elephant <laughs> in the Zoom, as, as, as said by Ziad. Uh, I love that, by the way. Uh, so brick and mortar retail is not dying. It's not that physical retail is going to end. I think, I think even if you look at some interesting news that came out today or yesterday, Amazon is launching uh, for the Amazon Go stores. They're launching a, a payment platform where you can just wave or, or use your palm and kind of check out and leave. So I think it's how you experience offline retail is changing. But I think as people, we would still love to see products, try, test, smell, look, um, you know, at product before we buy. So this would require... And we, and we had people. this for a while, right? We had this happening for a while yeah. where people will research online, try offline, and then sometimes even go back and buy uh, online. Absolutely. Gradually Absolutely. more. Uh, uh, the case of beta, like you we were sitting in, 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 you know, in the middle of this whole, uh, you know, transition cycle and hoping to sell in the store, I guess, right. To fulfill the, and close the deal in the store. Well, absolutely. We would love to close the deal in the store, but we also find if someone wants to experience the product and wants to buy online or wants to buy on the brand side, our model is not about, uh, it's not a wholesale based model where you're selling and you're making money on margin. We charge a fixed monthly fee with most of the brands, and uh, they get 100% of the sale back to them, which means not that we, it's not like we don't care about the sale. We definitely want to give the best experience, pretty much as close as an experience the brand, how they would like to do it themselves to the consumer. And it's consumer's decision if they want to buy it in the store. We're more than happy. We operate like a fully, you know, like an integrated store, how, how it happens in retail. But if they want to go back and buy online, that's also fine. And you see that happening even more these days. There is a hybrid online to offline O2O kind of a experience in retail where you might discover products offline and then go buy them online at your convenience at your home and get it delivered, you know, easily. And with all these pure players coming in the whole mix, it's been it's as seamless as it can ever be. That's and a very interesting business people, model. Yeah. I think we come back to it in, in later, but let's go back to, to staff and training sure. and then uh, I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. talk more about the elephant in the Zoom. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and people, and if we continue that thought of experience, you need the best people to, uh, to make that happen. And um, 
the, the good thing is being in Dubai, you're blessed with a lot of talent. There are, there are, there are very diverse backgrounds. There's a lot of nationalities. I think we, there's, there's, there's a lot of harmony how people are here. You, you find really good people. Now it's all about how you train them. Every product in the store, and we have hundreds of SKUs that we work with, they are trained by the brand directly. So even if the brand is not present in the region, we have Zoom calls. Now with technology, you can make it happen. They have refresher courses. Everything is platform-oriented. So if I'm a brand, giving you a live example, and if I have a product update, I can directly use the platform to push that up update across. That gets transferred to the store in the digital displays that are in front of every product. At the same time, it goes to a learning portal where the team also gets trained on the product. So we take training very seriously. And one other element that we uh, find uh, find very interesting, because their KPIs are not only sales, um, uh, you might see this happening in, in many locations where you, know, you might see retail staff who's really pushing you to buy a product because their commission is dependent on that sale. Uh, you don't see that happening here because their, their KPIs are linked purely to consumer experience. And we hired the best of staff. We hired staff from Apple. We hired staff from uh, Victoria's Secret. Uh, my store GM, she's, she's the general manager of Victoria's Secret, Dubai Mall. So you have a, a great, let's say, uh, a background of, of all these. All the builders have great backgrounds coming from all these different amazing, uh, let's say, retail uh, retailers. Again, we see that uh, conversions uh, happening. And um, I, I guess uh, I can even say that it is also for the benefit of the consumer, not only from an experience perspective, but also since you are not adding margins on top of margins, uh, consumer is getting the best value as well in terms of oh, they, 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 they buying directly from the store is almost as, ex, as equivalent to buying on an e-commerce platform. So they might as well, uh, you know, leave the store having that, you know, those of uh, dopamine and immediate satisfaction uh, of having their 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 uh, toy or their product in their hands. So, and this is where the elephant in the Zoom comes. The reason I could not visit your store is that you literally opened on uh, roughly the end of January this year, and within a matter of weeks we were all uh, locked down. Uh, and and th that whole you know uh, online experience that you were bringing offline suddenly became impossible, uh, at least for a three-month period. Uh, how, did you, uh, how did you deal with that on the spot? Like it must have been a very um, a tough experience uh, to deal with it personally, but also in terms of having people, having a business to run. Can you tell us a little bit more about that period? For sure. And, and you're right to mention, we, we, we opened and we had a full launch event in January and COVID happened right after that. I think it was tough for everyone. Everybody knows that in the world. It was especially tough for certain sectors like hospitality, entertainment, uh, retail, offline retail for sure. Uh, we were devastated like any other retailer uh, because the store was shut. And that is, that is what, the, what the law was and we had to shut the store. Um, but then I think what really went, worked really well for us, we got together as a team and we immediately took the experience online. That's number one. And that doesn't mean just open launching a website, you know, of course, we need a website, you need an e-com, you need the whole backend in place. We did all of that, which needs to be done. We added an overlay of beta, uh, which is providing consumer experience. Now, this is the most challenging part. How do you provide the same level of experience online when you don't have people? Uh, we started shooting videos of products in, in, in obviously, in, in, in uh, studios or in, let's in the houses and and started putting those content up on our Instagram. So now you would see the same products being reviewed by the same beta testers or the same team on our e-com, on our digital platform, 
we started investing a lot on clienteling. So Dubai cons consumer is a very sophisticated consumer. Uh, they're a very demanding consumer. Uh, they like to be spoken to in the sense they like interacting with a consumer, uh, with the staff of the store. We launched our uh, WhatsApp-based uh, digital platform. You know, it was it was integrated with with one of our one of our partners in the region, and it worked brilliantly. Where you could literally chat with the consumer, explain the product to them, send them video links, send them information, at the same time convert that into a e-com experience where you check out and you deliver the product in store uh, in in their in their place. Now this was being done by most luxury brands around us. Uh, uh, immediately, um, there, was, there was Dior that jumped in and, and opened their online pop-up. Uh, you started seeing luxury retailers doing the same thing. I started getting messages from some of the partners, uh, Shalu brands, you know, uh, on WhatsApp saying that if you would like to buy something. And I think, I think it was very refreshing to see how quickly uh, we turned around and made it a positive experience. Um, then the relief was that we opened up, we were only shut for more than, uh, for around five weeks or so. When we opened up, it was still challenging because there were not any people in the mall because uh, everybody was careful. So we've extended that even further and started doing partnerships that, uh, like Muse, uh, being a clear example, Muse is the loyalty program of Shalub. We partnered with Muse, which means yeah. there's an added level of clienteling that goes in, in that place where you get uh, luxury points. So um, it started off negative, but I think we were able to pull it off into a super positive experience, not only for us, but I think for our consumer and definitely for our team. And it's interesting because you, you came, uh, you know, from this e-commerce online background uh, into a, a physical, and then suddenly you're pushed back into online and, and, and maybe there are opportunities there. I don't, I don't, I don't know. You tell me like you were confined actually to the physical possibilities of one store in Dubai mall that has a particular size and footfall. And now suddenly you're again available to everyone. So this, this, does that mean that you start having sales even outside of Dubai, for instance, or outside of the UAE because you're on e-commerce now? Uh, and is that something that you're going to keep going uh, for in the future? Potentially. I think, I think uh, what COVID has done, I mean, as, as sad it is to see what's happening around the world, uh, but from a, if you talk about from a business standpoint or from a from a retail standpoint, I think I would call it the great correction in the sense like a lot of retailers uh, like me, like many other great retailers that we have, um, have understood one thing, that consumer buying behavior has changed forever. It's not that, oh, suddenly there was a spike in e-com and it's going to go back to normal. I think there will, obviously there will be a bit of uh, correction there, but I think the way consumers interact with a brand has changed forever, which means you can never be without offline or you can never be without online. What we have done and made sure, and today is a very special day. I mean, apart from the fact that we are talking, uh, we're launching a product. At the same time, we are also launched a marketplace platform on triano.com. So if you go to triano.com, which is a Shalub-owned luxury um, uh, um, offline in Abu Dhabi and e-commerce platform, we have our own marketplace under 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 the you know one of the sections over there which means all the products that are available in store now available on our own e-com but also on trino which is attracting maybe a different consumer set the luxury consumers the consumers from abu dhabi and you rightly said this doesn't need to stop here the next step will be to start distributing and selling these products in saudi arabia in kuwait in all these amazing countries that we have in gulf so the sky's the limit when it comes to e that's very interesting and i'll make sure to take from you the uh, all the URLs, uh, the websites that you mentioned, and the social media platforms that uh, so that we can share them with our uh, listeners and viewers in, in the in the in the captions of this uh, podcast. And um, but 
what I like to call, uh, uh, what everybody calls the new normal, I call it business unusual because I don't think we will ever go back to business as usual. And, and that is something you had already started doing for the retail space before COVID uh, with, you know, disrupting the whole, uh, the whole model in terms of not only the experience. I come in uh, to see multiple things in a store. It's not only for this TV section or the or the or the phone section, but also disrupting the literally the the, the value chain uh, structure in terms of no more com, uh, you know commissions or, or margins per se. This is more of a subscription model, and and the whole incentive then and, and uh, you know KPI structure is modified accordingly. How do you see things going in the future uh, from now? You know, way beyond. Uh, uh, COVID happening, uh, and maybe a little bit of injecting a little bit of, of, of future dose, knowing that uh, one of the last projects that we, were, we worked together on when you were in, in HTC was, was virtual reality. So how do you see this uh, integrating into the future of retail? And beyond that, what else is coming to us? Absolutely. That's a brilliant question, Ziad. And, and I can I can talk in two parts. One is one I can talk on, be, on behalf of retail and the consumer experience, and the other from a business standpoint of how it works. And I can give you a couple of examples from Beta's standpoint, being a retailer service, uh, you know, a company. So talking about consumer experience, you're absolutely right. I think uh, this has changed forever. It's never going to back, go back to business as usual. There's always going to be business unusual. Uh, the interesting thing behind this is going to be how efficient are we as a business to pivot when there's an opportunity. Now, COVID forced a lot of businesses to go online or let's say go digital, not just online, digital, not just in terms of sales, but also in terms of marketing platforms, also in terms of clienteling, also in terms of interacting and working with influencers and different social platforms, Instagram being super sophisticated now with InstaShop. So this one is going digital, but it's also always being ready to pivot the model when required. So you interestingly mentioned augmented reality and virtual reality. I mean, we've launched it as HTC, we launched it in the region many years back, like I would say four or five years back now, and nobody even understood what virtual reality was. It is so difficult to imagine that you can pretty much get transported to a parallel universe. Of course, the first uh, first use case of that was gaming, and there was a lot of gamers who took it on and they were immersed in it. But in retail, if you talk about that, augmented reality is already being widely used by a lot of retailers with Ikea was using it. There's so many other furniture stores that are using it. You can pretty much have a digital overlay in your retail experience. I read recently that Dior has a, uh, I think it was Dior, uh, has a has a new, um, you know, uh, integration with Instagram where you can try different lipsticks and, uh, and you know, in your face. And then you can try different lipsticks and how, see how it looks like, you know. So the, it's, it's only going to get, uh, I would say, closer with the consumer, that experience. Virtual reality, in my opinion, is maybe a little bit further down the line only because the hardware needs to get a little more, I would say, um, smaller. <laughs> the simple word is that. It's, it's, it's very big and you'd kind of need that big hardware right now for that brilliant experience. But I think as you see technology evolving, 5G coming in, cloud computing, I think the hardware is going to get smaller. And that's the time you can start integrating virtual reality in different, um, uh, let's say, different areas. Maybe not just virtual reality, maybe a combination of AR and VR as a mixed reality being integrated in, in different exactly. touch points. And, in, in retail experience. So that is from a consumer standpoint, but like I said, uh, touching upon a couple of highlights, it, it offline is here to stay. It'll always be integrated as an O2O, online to offline, always hybrid. And most important thing is consumer experience, whether it's offline or online needs to be solid. So that's my second part, which I answered first. 
<laughs> as a business, I think what's interesting is, uh, and what we've learned, being a starter from Silicon Valley, working with a huge company like Shalhoub Group, is that you need to be uh, lean enough to take the right decisions whenever uh, there are macro influences that are disrupting you know, the business. At the same time, how quickly can we find the right skill set to adapt to the situation? For me, that has been my biggest learner. So uh, right now, you might think that, oh, people are losing jobs and it's a tough time. Sure, it is for a lot of people. But at the same time, I see so many new jobs coming in in the distribution space because now you need a sophisticated logistics back backend to, to fulfill these orders, you know, real time. Right. And then you need a lot of digital commerce people, not just in terms of marketing, but also sales, also in terms of analytics. And I think there's a whole... I would say this is an opportunity for a lot of young people to pretty much refresh their skill set. I'm doing, I'm planning to do a course myself. I mean, I've worked in digital marketing for years, but I, I want to do a course myself to see what's new because I feel, I feel a bit challenged that I need to know more. And I kind of look at the whole thing being like, not as people, but as businesses, we just need to keep on adapting, keep on changing and keep on evolving to be ready for what's coming in next for us. And I think it's refreshing and reassuring, you know, to know and convey to our listeners and, uh, and audience that, in fact, technology uh, might be sometimes positioned as a threat to, uh, to, to society, but most importantly to, to jobs. But uh, we see a lot more jobs coming up and, and more sophisticated and more interesting jobs. A couple of weeks ago, we had a podcast on, um, on UI UX, and we talked about how uh, the fact that the um, audio uh, part of the experience, so all these virtual assistants like Siri, Alexa, uh, guide us to talk more and interface via our voice. Uh, creates also additional kind of jobs in the whole uh, space of uh, consumer electronics and gadgets that didn't exist before, which is, you know, the sound part, the voice analysis part, the, the, that, that whole ecosystem that's being created in gaming. Same thing is happening. You know, you have uh, a variety of jobs that are appearing that support gaming teams uh, that work professionally and, uh, and ensure that, uh, you know, the, the players are on top performance. You, you, you need... Uh, Physiotherapists, you need, uh, you know, you need uh, mental, uh, you know, motivation uh, and a lot of, you know, uh, roles to play in that space. And this also brings us to gaming. And I know that you have uh, uh, launched or you're launching today a great uh, product. So what we will, what we will do later is uh, take us through a virtual tour of the store, uh, uh, and then we'll we'll blend this into the podcast and uh, and and those who can watch it on on our YouTube channel. Can can have a deeper look and see what you are announcing uh, uh, today uh, as well. Um, from from the perspective of what you said, and in summary, I think uh, you are right. It's uh, business unusual is also a lot a lot about flexibility and adapting. Definitely about a lot of conversions. And you talked about the background uh, behind you. I will talk about the background uh, that I am in today. Uh, again, technology-wise, what what's going on behind you? Exactly, I'll tell you. But technology-wise, to, to start with, um, again, this October is interesting. You know, we, we will see what Apple is going to uh, to launch in a few weeks. But uh, uh, but what I think will 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 be an indicator also of where technology is taking us, and particularly the discussion around virtual reality, augmented reality, is. Qualcomm will do it, their 5G summit in towards the in, in a few weeks from now, towards the 21st of October. And this is where they announce also what really 5G is going to bring us in the next year or two. And it will be interesting to see 
the applications that they will uh, forecast and 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 the impact and how these will will slip into the stream of of retail and uh, and consumer experiences. And in terms of background, it's very interesting again, you know, to see the habit. I'm in Barcelona today. I'm connecting from a beautiful co-working space, but across the street from me, you know, on the main avenue in in, in Barcelona is, is is a new Nike ch- shop that has been uh, uh, being under renovation for uh, for a while now and the plan is to open a hybrid space between nike and WeWork. so you see again even more conversions between retail and and work and um, i'm very curious to see what's going to happen there we're going to bring uh, you know uh, more of that in uh, in coming uh, episodes and articles that i will uh, i'll bring on on wireless viewers but Rami, thank you again for joining me today i know you have a busy day ahead and uh, thanks, to our, thanks to all our uh, listeners and audience for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this exciting and, uh, conversation and the interesting insights that uh, Ramit brought us. If you'd like to ask us any questions or would like to dig deeper in specific areas, please you know, hit us on, on social media. We'd share our details and feel free to continue the discussion with us uh, online or LinkedIn, or Twitter, and wherever you can uh, find us. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Ramit. Well, Thank you, Leah. Have a good one. Enjoy Barcelona weather. I hope to Thank see you, you soon, man. Take care. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.